Hassan, you got me? Yeah, yeah. How you feeling, man? 20 boards tonight. Man, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just glad I had an opportunity. You know, um, big fella went down. Uh, I think I got a real role. You know, I don't want it to be big fella in here and uh, it's any drop off. Was there a little special that it was Sacramento who things didn't work yeah, out as well last Yeah, night? for sure, man. When you ride the bench all season, and um, that, that do something to you. You know, I had no business being over there, but you know, it's the reason why, that's one of the reasons why people lost their jobs. And that's real. What did you see out of Jordan Clarkson tonight? Man, he, he do what he does, flamethrower. You know, um, that's what he here to do, man. He's a scoring machine, you know, and um, he can get hot any night. And, and this was one of them nights, you know, he, he, got, he can miss 10 straight or he can make 10 straight, you know. Um, he a special talent, you know, to get be able to make his own shots, get created off the dribble, and um to to accept his role. You know, he come off the bench. A lot of guys in the league got pride and, and they'll feel some type of way, but he, he just keeps going. You know, he embraces it and um that's what we need. That's that's why he's special. So should we say this together? Hassan Whiteside on the minimum? <laughs> what a bargain! That's, that's, the, that's the bargain of the century. <laughs> what a bargain! <laughs> man, I'm funny, man. <laughs> All right, Hassan, congrats All right, on a big you. night. 12 points, 21 rebounds. Congrats, man. That is a big night for Hassan Whiteside. Crowd is sticking around to hear Jordan Clarkson with Thurl and Craig. They run that interview on the in the arena, and more so than maybe any night all year, the amount of people that have stayed in the arena to hear the interview is really noticeable. Yeah. Well, they appreciate this night that Jordan Clarkson had. Just think about, you know, what he was able to do all night. Let me see how many minutes he spent out there on the floor tonight. Was 36. 36 minutes, 15 for 21, 7 for 13 from the three-point line. How about this? He went reboundless. Did not have a rebound. <laughs> we don't pay him to rebound. We don't pay you to rebound, baby. We pay you to put the ball in the basket. All right. Uh, Patrick Kinahan joining us now along with Jake Scott. I came to visit you, and you weren't even there when I came to say hi to you, by the way. We're here that. now. Uh, that's all that really matters. Hey, uh, can we have Hassan Whiteside for a walk-off interview every game? That would that, that be possible. <laughs> Everything about that interview was amazing. I mean, I love that he said, hey, I play a real role. Big fella goes down, we're not going to have a drop-off. I thought that was terrific. That's right. And then talking about why people get fired in Sacramento. Right. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson and Terrell Owens, by the way, on the floor together right now. Kind of a cool little thing. Uh, the two of them checking in with each other. Mike, Tia, Mike know each other from the circles. Tio's daughter is playing volleyball. Did you say that today, Locke? Is that what I it was? Bobby Love told me. who's our okay. uh, broadcast assistant tonight. And I trust Bobby, so I went with that. Well, Hans's daughter last night was playing in the same tournament, so that wouldn't surprise me. Oh. That's like a genetic advantage to be Hans Olsen's or Terrell kid. Seems unfair to me. Oh, not to mention uh, Mrs. Hans Olsen, Amanda, who is a yeah. pretty solid well, athlete like herself. Stanford won the national title twice in women's volleyball with the Keefe sisters. Adam Keefe's two kids. Yes. Whose wife was Kristen Klein, who was an Olympic volleyball player. So you just combined an NBA player with an Olympic volleyball player. And stunningly, they won two national titles in college. And, and suddenly you think, okay, she has to be athletic. Her dad was a pretty good basketball player. Right. But the mom and my wife coaches golf at Corner Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, though, you know, on the golf one, I was watching, you know, today, and they're, like, talking about this guy, you know, Justin Thomas's dad's a pro somewhere. And there's a yeah. new rookie they're all excited about. It. His dad's a pro somewhere. And I'm thinking about my poor daughter. I was like, no wonder. They all are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. No wonder she's got no shot. <laughs> All right, back to the game tonight. That was, that was, I thought the most interesting thing to me, Ron, was Quinn's reaction after the game. Yeah, hugging was, the players, I mean, and not just hugging, embracing them. Yeah, like, like, like he was really fired up. I mean, I think, I'll be honest, like, we allowed, when he allowed 42 points in the first quarter, and he began thinking you're about to drop to Sacramento, like, this would not have, this team, I, I don't think this team can handle a great deal more of these like disappointing nights at this point. Like there've been enough. 
And I just think that, you know, at some point this team's got to get rolling. I don't know if tonight's the impetus for it. Um, you know, without Mike Conley and Donovan, without Rudy Gobert, it's probably not a script that you can live by very often. But it does feel to me like that this team is not, like Quinn knows his team pretty well. I don't think they, they have a lot more adversity in them. Well, you knew that the, the amount of minutes that some guy spent out there on the floor that he was not going to entertain the thought of. <laughs> we have an injured. Yeah, our, our, our stats guy's on the injured list yeah. today as well. He's skipping out of here. Playing basketball. And he said Plus it was You got the Bucks coming up, so the last thing you need right, right now is a three-game losing well, streak. Like, where's your like, – yeah, if you're, if you're not playing well, where's your next win on the schedule? Right. Exactly. So you need it tonight. Yes. And no then question. all of a sudden you show up at the arena and you find out you don't have Trent – you get a call this morning that says you don't have Trent Forrest. Like Quinn said in the press conference today, when they arrived last night, they did not know Trent Forrest was out tonight. It, his mm-hmm. risk got worse overnight. And then he suddenly out. And then he comes to the arena. And I think Rudy worked out today with the intention of playing and then had pain and didn't play. So, like, yeah, you're Quinn Snyder. Your angst could have been pretty high by the time all those things happen and you allow 42 points in the first quarter tonight. Yeah, and then after this week, you go on a six-game road trip. Right. No, no. There's, like, Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's going to be sour. They got work tonight. No, they got beat by Golden State, yeah. Yeah, national TV game. Right. That's not, like... That, that's not a great great look for them. Clay Thompson at 38, I think. Yeah, Steph Curry had eight. And they won by... 122-109. That's 13. Yeah. Well, that's 46 between them, though. <laughs> that's right. My, my wife and I have two master's degrees between us. Oh, nice. We've got one. <laughs> <laughs> got one Juris doctorate between my... Yeah. <laughs> Got a lawyer between Jake and his wife. That's pretty good. There's three of us way over check. Lady. Hey, with all these degrees and everything, PK, I, I texted David today, and I said, I know where you can find a whole bunch of golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know where I'm talking about, right? In a lake in Florida. <laughs> Number 17. That was unbelievable watching that today. It was oh, almost like uh, it Made was a, good, a comedy. All I yeah! Watched, wow. All I watched tonight was the, all I watched today was the uh, ESPN Plus featured hole of 17. All I watched all day. Yeah, it's like 10 o'clock this morning. I saw four guys in a row put one in there, and the wind was howling. And then the afterward, listening to them, they all wanted to swear, but they knew they were being interviewed on television, so they couldn't. Well, I could do like Justin Rose. He just threw his club on the ground. Yeah. And then one, the wind picks up as the ball's in the air, and it goes about 30 yards over. All right, by the way, if you'd like to know how long we've been, like, how many games we've played this week, this postgame show sums up that we're a little wacky right now. A little bit. Because Jordan Clarkson dropped 45, and we're not talking about it. He was awesome. Well, the good thing, I don't have to get up early tomorrow, but yet I still lose an hour because it's daylight savings. Oh, jeez. Can't win for losing. (laughs) (laughs) At least Jordan is going to sleep well. Hey, how about 45 on 21 shots? That's pretty amazing. Crazy. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. He'll get all of his efficiency numbers back in line after that one. Yep. Well, I like how he continued it. It just wasn't a first half or first no, quarter right. type thing. Right. It was the entire game. Yeah. No, hey, they took Sacramento's a terrible defensive team, and the Jazz took advantage of it. And that's the greatest part about it. Yep. All, all right. right, guys. All right, guys. Well, welcome home. Take well, care. All right. 133, or excuse me, 134 to 125. Jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan sitting in for Coach Lacombe tonight. One thirty four to one twenty five is your final. The Jazz beat the Sacramento Kings. What a night from Jordan Clarkson. Forty five points on fifteen of twenty one shooting, seven of thirteen from three. That's a career high from him. Also a franchise record for points scored off the bench, breaking Thorough Bailey's record of forty one. Bogdanovich with twenty six, Donovan Mitchell with twenty five, and PK. It's like we talked about it at halftime. What an offensive performance. It really was, man. They just came out, and, uh, well, Sacramento's going to score 42. So what? <laughs> and but they got 57 out, out of the bench, obviously 45 from one individual. White side with 21 boards. I mean, it's the Kings, but in the pregame show, we're cracking on them for losing to the Spurs. So if we're going to do that, then when they turn around and blitz somebody, 
we got to reward them essentially or praise them because we certainly have no problem cracking on them when they lose to these teams that they shouldn't be losing to. So here they did what they're supposed to do. And I think you take that as a sign of encouragement going forward because they do have a tough schedule with some tough teams coming up this next week. And then after that, a six game road trip. I thought the energy was there big time tonight, no PK, uh, considering um, this was their fifth game of the week. So five games and seven nights. Locke was telling me, I mean, it's even more than that. It's like seven games and nine nights or something crazy. Maybe not that, but uh, had every excuse to play, you know, maybe not lose, but not play with a bunch of bounce in your step. And I thought, I thought the energy level was high all night long. You wouldn't have known that it was back to back. You wouldn't right. have known or whatever that stretch was. I think the fact that coming home, the fans Saturday night, everybody's in a good mood on a Saturday night. It's just the way it is. And with that in mind, they also know what's at stake here so there's a greater sense of urgency to to a point of being mentally tough because it's not about necessarily do you have energy from the physical standpoint i think it's more about the mental standpoint in that we will have energy we will have bounce we will do what we need to do and then clarkson feeling it early he keeps them in the game even though the king's have 42 points in the first quarter, that's a potential to be down by 12 or more. But no, Clarkson was so hot that he didn't allow that, so they were still within shouting distance easily, only being down by five. That's nothing after one quarter, and then they are, they're able to turn it on. They have three quarters in which they score over 30, and the one that they don't, which is the third, they score 29, which is a stark contrast of what Sacramento does, scoring 42 in the first, but only 25 and 21 in the middle quarters. Yeah, you're right on the money. And the Jazz held off a, a pretty dynamic performance from De'Aaron Fox, who's a, a great player. But he had 41 tonight, PK, and 11 assists, which is great. And 15 to 32 is is not bad. But you compare that with Jordan Clarkson, who had 45 on 21 shots. I mean, that I think that just emphasizes how good Jordan's night was even more. But point is, De'Aaron Fox had it going, and they were able to, to hold that off, withstand that, and figure out an answer. Yeah, the Kings had four guys in double figures, too. So... They had a good night offensively, and these are NBA players, and there's going to be times when they get hot. And now they had two guys extremely hot in the, for each side with Sacramentos and Fox and Clarkson, and you can expect that from time to time. You know, after the game last night, Mitchell went at length that he expects Conley to go off because obviously Conley's shooting percentages have not been good of late. So these are things that happen, and as Whiteside said in our walk-off interview, Here's a kid in Clarkson who can miss 10 and turn around and then make 10 and end up 10 for 20, and you don't really notice a difference. He's got that scores mentality, and I think a lot of it is obviously from him, but it's also from Quinn Snyder and the coaches in that Quinn, I think, does an excellent job of not getting on guys for shooting. You know, the encouragement there, keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting, and so you see that. And these guys have confidence, even when shots are not falling, they still have confidence to take them. And now, obviously, for tonight, shots were falling, particularly with Clarkson, and they get a nice win, and it gives them a bump. Gives them a just give them, breathe a sigh of relief, man, because these guys are under so much pressure. These are the Jazz, man. Last uh, when they played on Sunday a couple of weeks ago, you had all, all the commentators at halftime. I was watching specifically. Nobody really believes in them. They know that they're thought of as a good regular season team that flames out in the playoffs. And we're approaching the playoffs. And what are you going to do about it? They got Trader Danny Ainge on board, and he's probably not going to sit still if things don't go well. We we've seen that in the past. So. A lot of pressure. These guys, you know, they make a ton of money and all that stuff for sure. But still, I think they feel it and they're human beings and they know what's there. And to have a little bit of an opportunity to win fairly comfortably is something good just for the psyche. Yeah, totally agree. And you alluded to the Whiteside walk-off interview. Man, that might have been the best interview of the year. That was awesome. We should hear from calling out the Kings. Oh, calling out the Kings. And then talk the bench last year. I thought talking about his role was great. I thought he made a great point Took pride in his role. And then even talked about how, and we heard this from Joe Ingles that Jordan Clarkson makes it cool to come off the bench, you know, embraces that role. And I thought it, I just thought it was a great walk-off interview for sure. Love hearing a lot of emotion, a lot of real emotion from Whiteside. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. All right. Jazz win. They beat Sacramento tonight, 134 to 125. With that, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way Monday night. The world champion Milwaukee Bucks will be in town. That game will tip off 
at 8 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, PK and I will continue to break this one down. We'll get you uh, sound from the coach, uh, Coach Snyder and the players as well coming up straight ahead on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan sitting in tonight for Coach Lacombe, of course, here PK every single morning alongside David James from six to ten on the Zone Sports Network. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. 134 to 125 is your final. The Jazz take care of business, beating the Sacramento Kings tonight behind 45 points from Jordan Clarkson on 15 of 21, shooting 7 of 13 from 3. And uh, PK, you alluded to this in the last segment. I think that was a performance from Jordan Clarkson. I mean, not that we expect 45 on a consistent basis, but everybody kind of expecting that big-time breakout game we saw a few times last year. Well, he's old school in that regard of being able to come off the bench and just pour in the points and pile them up. You know, we used to see that growing up. Uh, Steph Curry's father, Dell, was one of those guys. And a bunch of legendary guys had come off the bench and they were just gunner shooters. And that's what Clarkson is for the Jazz. And it was from the outside. You know, he has the ability. The deeper he gets to the basket, it seems like he's got so many moves he, he can dance out there and find ways to just put in a little short shot, but he didn't even really need that tonight. The outside shot was going. It's really cool to see, to see a shooter in his element. This was a Steph Curry-like performance. Talk about Del Curry of uh, the ACC champion Virginia Tech Hokies. Is that what you're getting at, PK, after a big win tonight? Just throwing that in? Yeah, it's all about the NCAAs, don't, buddy. Don't know if you were paying attention, but oh, a- I, ACC I crown. ACC Oh, lands yeah, in yeah. Blacksburg. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> the one, the, the the one where Kyrie Irving can go sit and watch the team play. But the very same in the game, but couldn't play if <laughs> he, he was there to. tonight for Duke. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyway, aside, yes, you're right. I mean, and Jordan Clarkson is. Um, He's that, and when he has it going, you know, not just when he has it going, he plays a, a big-time role for this team. And, you know, I know it was a couple yeah. years ago now, but if you remember before his arrival, uh, the status of, of the bench unit and what used to happen when anybody of the starting unit would leave the floor PK, but it was a disaster. And uh, and Jordan just plays a, a crucial role. They're going to need him uh, playing well in the playoffs. Yeah, he was like Daryl Curry who did go to Virginia Tech, the same school that didn't think Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, that was in there. good enough to go to that school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one now. The Dell, the only good basketball player ever to play there, and they pass on his kid. Good call. Good call. The greatest shooter of all time. No kidding. Whoops. <laughs> who whoops? All right, on that note, PK, should we get the sound rolling? Let's, uh, yeah, let's get some sure. post-game sound going. Let's go down to the media room. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Just your first thoughts on just Jordan's performance tonight. You know, how everything's going, how big was that for you guys? I think, you know, today in a lot of respects for JC, it was the culmination of, you know, just grinding through, you know, what for him, you know, early in the year, you know, he wasn't making shots. And, you know, he he's always, I've said this, you know, he's not going to be on the first team, all defensive team. I think he'd probably admit to that, but he just, he cares about, about winning and about competing. And, you know, I think really in the last you know month or so, um, he's been very deliberate in, in his work, you know, and, and he's a guy that's in the gym, you know, he puts the time in and, you know, he knows, he knows his game and, you know, tonight he had opportunities. It started again with, you know, his catch and shoot threes. And obviously then, you know, he's able to get in the lane off the dribble. And um, he's one of those guys that can, he can he can get cooking, as they say. And he did. I mean, how important was it that he saw a big basket early in his first couple of shots? Um, I think it's always nice when it goes in early. I, I don't know tonight if 
I think with, with Mike out and with Rudy out, he, he felt, you know, we actually talked about that earlier and, and, you know, I didn't think he did anything out of character, you know, and, and I thought, you know, Donovan, you know, Donovan in particular, but Boyan as well, um, you know, really the whole, the whole group was figuring out ways to try to get him in situations where he had a matchup or, you know, he had, he had the ball off a pin down coming to his right hand. Um, he was able to get in the lane. One of the things that, you know, I've really been adamant about with both he and Donovan is when, when they get in an isolation situation, because those, those guys, you know, at the end of the clock, somebody's got to take a shot. And sometimes people throw it to the guy and throw him a bomb of three, three seconds. Uh, and in, in this case, both those guys are, are, are getting more space, um, which I think is really important because it allows them to play downhill. And if someone backs up, you know, he's capable of hitting that off the dribble pull up, which again, sets up, sets up the drive. So I thought, um, you know, both he and Donovan and Boyan as well, um, all three of those guys, you saw Boyan back it up and hit a walk up three and then go to the rim. And so that variety and that space, you know, the space gives them a chance, you know, to read the defender instead of getting too close to the defender and kind of being locked in. Was that the most impressive part from those guys? You talked about a pregame that, you know, not trying to force anything with Mike and Rudy out. Is that the most impressive part for you? I think, you know, this was a game that for us, particularly when they cut it to five, you know, we've had some games as, as you guys are all aware. And, you know, I, I just thought we dug in, you know, it was kind of a man up type game. And uh, that, that was good for us to feel. And, uh, you know, Fox obviously was going, going, making shots early, 20 in the first quarter, and he still ended up with, you know, a big game, obviously. But, you know, to, to have the start we did and then to battle back and get a lead and then have them cut into it, that's, that's kind of how NBA games go. You know, it's just 13, 15-point leads don't necessarily – it's not always a lot. Um, in this day and age. So, but I, I thought we didn't beat ourselves. Um, did a better job of making them finish and not fouling. Um, and with that, the exception of there was, there was two possessions where Boyan and Donovan um, were disconnected coming out of a timeout. There was just a miscommunication and we turned it over twice. Uh, and I thought the way we responded from that moment, you know, I don't know what the score was after that, but I just felt like, you know, our response was, okay, let's dig in and get to the next play. And that's that mindset is what won us the game. You mentioned pregame that you wanted to see guys not try to do things out of character, just doing the things that they do well. Um, where did you see some examples of that tonight? Well, the big fellow had, what, like 21 rebounds? So that's that's pretty good. Um, and uh, you know, he, he, he didn't have a lot of energy at the start of the game. Um, but... You know, he, he, that, that makes it even better that, you know, you maybe we've played a lot of games lately and this being a back to back. So I thought for our guys to dig in. And as you said, you know, Jordan scoring is in character. Boyan scoring is in character. And I thought Donovan really, you know, Donovan did a great job of setting those guys up, you know, and then he also picked his spots late. Um, so the, the one thing that, that we needed to do collectively was to rebound, you know, and, and I thought our ability to rebound and then, and then still, even if we were tired to run late, um, is something that that's really important for us. How, how repeatable is what you guys did in transition? Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things that's, for, it starts with getting stops, you know, and and guards rebounding, you know, when we can get our guards to rebound and everybody can run, um, we have a saying, pass ahead, pass across, pass over. And I think passing the ball ahead in transition um, is, is really, really important to us. So those guys running um, and then into space, you know, that's what allows us to do that. But, you know, being able to control the boards and get, a, get an outlet, if we can get stops and, we can play through fatigue. So that that's the challenge, and you know, just to not games slow down late, and that's going to happen. 
Um, and that's okay. You know, you've got to be able to execute late. And that's something that I think, you know, is an area that we wanted to improve in. But to the extent that you can get out and run late, um, when you have guys that can make shots like we do, throw ahead to Boyan and, you know, hit a three, those are, those are, those are daggers, you know, and, and I think our guys know that. Um, and it's, you know, it's been the identity of our team. And the more you do it, the, the easier it gets to do it all the time. All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder and PK. He's obviously pleased with his team's performance shorthanded and uh, they, his words manned up in this one. Yeah. Like he's talking about, you know, running in space, getting to your spots, where the team knows you're supposed to be according to your strengths that you have on the individual level. And we know we've watched enough basketball with this team all season and through the years that with these players, we can point out what their individual strengths are and take advantage of that. And that was important. And plus to continue to lay it on because a, a 10 and a 15 point lead in this league, as he said, in this day and age, that really isn't anything. And, Nobody knows that better than the Jazz because it's true. Uh, he mentioned Hassan Whiteside in his 21 rebounds. Hassan, of course, is your master of the glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safelight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Coach Snyder mentioned that uh, Son seemed to be uh, lacking a little energy at the beginning. Well, that certainly did not persist throughout the game. I thought Hassan Whiteside tonight for PK was key. Not only the 21 boards, but he also had 12 blocks and, or uh, 12 points and three blocks as he just had a great game. Absolutely, man. You need that. You're not going to have the big fella, as he called him, repeatedly in the post-game walk-off interview, then you're going to need the other big fella, yep. and that's Hassan Whiteside. And he, he he's, a, he's a strange dude anyway, or a funny dude, or odd dude. I don't know how to necessarily to, uh, portray it, uh, but he feels like I can do this in this league. You just uh, need to take a chance on me, and the Jazz did, and it's paying off because – you get a game in which you've got 21 rebounds. You don't sneeze at that in the NBA. And I don't, particularly when your team is shooting 56%. There are that's the Kings. I mean, the opposition uh, is shooting that. Uh, actually, the Jazz shot that. The King, the King shot 50%. So my point is, those are two great shooting nights, and there's not a ton of rebounds to be had yep. because the ball's going in the basket. As you said, balls are going in the basket, and you said that earlier. Well, that's true, and yet he still has 21 boards. That's very impressive. Agreed. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz beat the Kings tonight, 134 to 125. We'll get you sound from the players. Coming up next, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan in for Coach Lacombe tonight. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz win tonight over the Kings, one thirty four to one twenty five. Good news for Jazz app users, PK. Yeah. This year, when the Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. PK, go get that uh, that Sunday afternoon roast beef sandwich tomorrow, buddy. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm ineligible. I'll pay. I'll pay the two bucks or whatever it is. I think all you have to do is download that app, man. You'll be all right. I have the app. Uh, see, there you go. You got to turn on notifications, though, and you get that free sandwich. <laughs> Take care of it. Uh, let's get to the points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. And uh, we'll get some player sound here uh, coming up shortly, PK. But uh, the Jazz outscored the Kings in the paint tonight 54 to 50, which I suppose isn't a big surprise, although. Uh, you know, Rudy Gobert usually accounts for a bunch of those points in the paint. He obviously was not out there tonight. 
Yeah, well, when the Jazz are hitting from the perimeter, you don't necessarily need to take it to the hole. When right. not hitting from the perimeter, you got to force the issue, and the Jazz didn't need to do that because they were making their shots. I mean, just obviously uh, 16 three-pointers and shooting 56% overall. Wow, that's very impressive. Amazing. You're right. Uh, from the field overall, they were 48 of 86 and uh, from three, they were 16 to 41, so 39% uh, from three. And they obviously, you're right, PK, they had it going. And uh, honestly, Donovan Mitchell it might have been the only part of his game that struggled tonight. He had 25 points, but he was only one of six from three. Royce O'Neal was one of four. So outside of that, um, well, Jared Butler was one of four too. But you look at Clarkson, seven of 13. Daniel House Jr., two of three. Bogdanovich, four of 10. So uh, those three guys doing a bunch of the damage from three. And three guys you would expect it from, honestly. From three, you're talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, because House has shown he doesn't take a lot of them, but he's shown that he is effective, obviously. And then Bogdanovich clearly is a great yeah. prolific shooter from anywhere on the floor. Well, House is just like Royce. You know, if you're if you're open, you gotta you gotta knock it down. You know, if, you only take three, but if you can make two of them, you're you're earning that paycheck and play some defense at the same time. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a great track record because it's, he hasn't been here, so I shouldn't say not necessarily great. It's not a long track record to where, uh, you know, you can really count on him. But I'm starting to develop confidence in him, which is good for the postseason. Well, he's obviously going to be in the rotation. No question about it, yeah. And starting the last two ball games. Well, and, and to get somebody on a, you know, what they give him on a COVID contract and then two 10 days uh, to have to find a rotational player there is a W. That's a victory. Yeah, most especially with the Ingles situation. Yes, very much. Because they needed, there was a there was a vacuum, so to speak. There's a role to fill. And, and House isn't going to fill that role entirely. I think there are a couple other players, you know, who are going to fill uh, what what Joe Ingles uh, left on the, on the team. But I think it, with House, it's going to come down to can he guard, can he stay in front of guys, and then make enough shots to, to make it so he's not left open all the time. Well, yeah, exactly. Can he prove to be an effective shooter even to the point where just you have to account for him defensively, even if he's not actually taking shots, which he's probably never going to, at least on most nights anyway, take a high volume of shots. But it's something that you have to at least account for him out on the court. You cannot leave him wide open, and he showed that tonight. I mean, all all three of his shots were threes, and he makes two of them. So that's something that... If you're a defensive uh, on the on the defensive side, you have to be aware of where he is because you can't just lead him wide open right. because he can make a shot. And then what can he do defensively? You know they've got another opportunity to have an option there. And we know last year the nightmare of the Clippers and House can come in and maybe play some defense on the perimeter. So he absolutely adds value, and it really is an incredible find considering that he was just basically on the scrap heap, and now he's in the rotation for a team that has an excellent chance to have home court advantage, at least in the first round. And to your point about uh, Joe and, and missing Joe, he, he might not have been playing well at times this year, or at least as well as we're used to seeing him, but you had to guard him all the time. I mean, he's what's his career from three, PK? I mean, he's high 30s. You, well, you had yeah, to have right. a guy with him all the time, even when he wasn't necessarily playing well, just because he was that prolific of a three-point shooter. House has to put some money in the bank there. Right, and right now our memories of Joe, they're not going to change. Oh, he didn't have as good a season as he'd had the last couple of years. Okay, that'll never change because he won't play for the Jazz the rest of the season. And you had Quinn Snyder tonight talking about Jordan Clarkson earlier going in a slump. Well, Jordan, what do we remember of Jordan? We remember of Jordan just blistering it. And no matter where this season goes, we remember the night that he had 45. Joe's not having the opportunity to correct and improve upon what he's done this year. So who's to say Joe wouldn't have gotten better and been maybe his numbers go back up a little more to the norm? We'll never know now because he's done. He had the knee injury, even if he wasn't have been uh, traded, or his contract really was what was traded. And so... Who's to say he wouldn't have been effective there, uh, whereas Agreed. Clarkson is? And then we've got House to see. So that's the fun thing about it here is that sports provide you with the ultimate opportunity to show what you can do, and this is House's turn. Yep. But Joe could have been 0 for 10. You still have to guard him. As he was oh, I, I understand what yep. you're saying. 
I'm just sticking up for my man. Joe. I know, I know. You miss him. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, PK mentioned uh, catching fire. Of course, one of those historic nights. Career high, 45 points for Jordan tonight. Uh, that's a franchise high uh, for points coming off the bench for the Jazz. He did it on 15 of 21 shooting, which is just amazing. 7 of 13 from 3, and then 8 of 8 at the line, PK. In fact, uh, we can get to the uh, Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A 1 app. Tonight, the Jazz were 22 of 31 at the line. Wow, took a lot of foul shots tonight, did the Jazz. Uh, uh, Sacramento was just 18 of 21. But as I mentioned, Clarkson was 8 of 8. Bogdanovich was 8 of 8. And uh, from there, uh, Whiteside struggling a little bit at the line. PK, 2 of 6. Donovan Mitchell, kind of a a rare night struggling at the line, 2 for 5. But you got to like those numbers for Bogdanovich and Clarkson. Going to the line 8 times, that's that's a big number. Well, you got two guys combining for 16 for 16. Obviously, that is outstanding right there. I mean, to put up that many points is very, very good. Uh, Whiteside, eh, I can live with it a little bit. I don't know how much he's known for the free throw line. Mitchell... I'm going to chalk that up to maybe some mental fatigue because Mitchell, he bears the burden of this team and the success. Obviously, it's not going to be solely on him, but people are going to look for him because he's the star, and he's somebody who has to do so much, carry on a big role, especially, man, you got your point guard. Basically, you have your top three point guards out from the start of the season with Conley not playing tonight, Forrest out, and then Joe gone. So Mitchell's got to do a whole lot more than he was uh, asked to earlier in the season. So uh, two for five on a night in which they win by 11. He's two for five from the free throw line, one for six from three. Big deal. And Donovan was really good tonight, so don't misunderstand my, my opinion here. But Donovan didn't have to do it alone. I kind of wondered if tonight would have been one of those nights where if, if the Jazz were going to win. And Sacramento's no, you know stalwart defensive club by any means because so you certainly could have predicted a big night from Donovan Mitchell and he was good but he didn't have to carry the team tonight a couple other guys have it going and uh and he did a nice job again six assists tonight which is a good number for him as well uh we'll get back to that thought here momentarily but let's go back down to the media room time to hear from Boyan Bogdanovich I mean we different team when we are when we are guarding and running in transition I mean we had a tough night guarding them especially especially the Aaron Fox but uh when we get stops and we, when we are running we are we are, we are a completely different team. What do you say about the night that JT had with two career high 45 and very efficient too? I mean, we are, I mean, I'm not surprised at all. We, we all know how, how good he is. When he's hot, it's, it's, it's really tough to guard him. It's either you gotta, you gotta double, double him or, or he's getting, he's getting easy, easy buckets. But, uh, the efficiency that, that he had tonight, like only 21 shots to, to get 45 piece. It's, it's really, really impressive. I mean, it's, it's difficult because I'm I'm really trying trying to play every single game and and not miss much. But uh, but it, that that's what it is. I mean, we, it was that kind of game that both teams were were struggling offensively and and playing playing great defense. But uh, but thanks God we 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 got a we got one one tonight that was like really really tough on a, on a back to back. I mean, just his presence, like he had a put back and, and a big offensive board on a, on a four quarter as well, but just his, his defensive presence as well, like especially on, on, on the third quarter when, when, when we kept the Aaron Fox just on a, on a two point quarter. So, I mean, our bigs are a big, big part of of what what we are doing, especially especially defensively. So, so great game by by his side. When you said before the game that with the guys who are out, it was important for the guys who are playing to not kind of step out of their roles and try to do too much. Like he didn't want to see you all of a sudden trying to play point guard or whatever. Where did you see examples of guys just kind of excelling in their usual roles tonight? I mean, we all we all need to know what is what is our role in in a team, and I think that we are executing that that pretty well with uh, with Trent and uh, and and Mike. How JB was was doing great job, couple couple trees also also involving Hassan on 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 a, on, a, on a second quarter second quarter as well. So we all know what uh, what JC is capable of, but uh, but the rest of the guy we really we really stay and play play our role. 
no matter if if, if Mike or, or our point guards were, were out. Yes, sir. All right, there you go. That's uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. He was very good tonight. 26 points, 7 of 16, shooting 4 of 10 from 3. And uh, PK, Bogdanovich, really, since he, he got that uh, brace off, he didn't play real well against New Orleans his first game, not having the brace on that finger. But since then, he's been very good. No question about it, yeah. Obviously, that is a huge plus to not to have that brace. This guy's a proven shooter in this league. And so if things aren't happening for him, there's got to be a specific reason. And things are happening. He plays a very, very important role. And you stretch that. You've got to know your role on the team. Well, we know what his role is. And he did that very well because it's sort of like, it's almost like a quiet 26 that he had. It just goes about doing what he does. And we're not really making a fuss over him doing that and playing that well and scoring at the level that he does, which is a good thing because that means you come to expect it. Same thing with Donovan. Well, 22, sort of ho-hum. That just means that you're good. Now, obviously, most of the attention is going to go towards Clarkson because he's rolling out 45. I didn't even know that there was some uh, record as most points off the bench. But it's only fitting that in today's game that Clarkson ought to hold that record most points off the bench because I imagine uh, Thurl, who had it, they said, was 41. 41, held it before. My guess is that if you add up all the points that came from three, from Thurl on the night he had 41, it would total zero. (laughs) Likely. Yeah, it would. You know what? Hearing that stat all night tonight, or not all night tonight, I guess, but uh, hearing that stat tonight makes me more impressed with Big T. How about that? 41 coming off the bench for Big T. That's that's great for anybody in any era. But uh, I thought that was a pretty that's a pretty steep bar to be set and last all these years. Thurl might be the most underrated jazz player of all time. He was a really really good player. Ahead of his time too. I mean, he's that uh, you know, tall, rangy type of um what am I looking for here? A versatile player, PK. Mm-hmm. Not to mention be speckled. Yes, yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, we talked a little NCAA uh, champion. He is that. Yes, absolutely. And one of the greatest, if not the most memorable NCAA final game of all time. Yeah. Well, run of all time, even. I mean, the final game, certainly. Watching. uh, Uh, You might be able to go Villanova. Okay. Yeah. Certainly one of those uh, historic ones. A Cinderella type run. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. So, uh, Thurl, that, that record stood for a while, but goes down tonight as Clarkson has 45. But you would think that the record would be held in today's game because of the plethora of threes, yep. whereas in his day, they just didn't do that. Nope. Nope, you would. I, I'm with you, PK. All right. Uh, Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com, 134 to 125 is your final more player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan with you. Jazz win. They beat the Kings 134 to 125. Post-game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the MySubaruIs campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story. For a chance to win prizes, learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Also want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators Program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. PK. We're expected to uh, hear from Jordan Clarkson coming up here momentarily, but he, of course, is a story of the night. 45 points on 15 of 21 shooting, 7 of 13 from 3. Also added a couple assists, a steal, and a block shot to boot. Bogdanovich had 26. Donovan Mitchell had 25. But I just saw um, Jazz posted a video on Twitter of uh, Jordan getting the game ball and then uh, getting the, the water shower from all the teammates uh pretty cool yeah i think it was mitchell and o'neill who gave him that sure have some fun man i mean it's serious stuff enough so have some fun particularly when you got it going on clarkson's that kind of guy don't ever count him out because 
when you're thinking, oh, my gosh, he shoots too much, he doesn't rebound. As Quinn Snyder said, he's not going to make all defensive team. All right, I get all that. But when he's on, look out, man. He can fill it up as well as anybody in the league. Walk and bucket. And then Locke talked about it in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, Sacramento had to start paying so much attention to Jordan Clarkson. Donovan Mitchell started getting open shots. And that's got to feel good for him because how many fourth quarters have we seen, PK, where everybody knows Donovan's going to have it and he's going to be initiating and making the moves and he's banging his head against double and triple teams on, you know, all fourth quarter long. So, you know, he needs a little help. Tonight it was it was Jordan and, and Bogdanovich was really good too. But, you know, it, it helps Donovan Mitchell because he, he gets a little less pressure when, oh, yeah. when he I needs mean, to Donovan score. Donovan Mitchell needs a little help from his friends. Look at you. What's the best version of that song? Joe Cocker? Oh, yeah, there you go. You could say it. The, the opening theme uh, back in the 80s is show my wife and I used to love the Wonder Years. I'm just not going to give that overrated band any credit. Not to you, uh, anyway. Well, because, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you hold every record. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he's overrated as an all-time scoring leader. Apples to oranges, buddy. That's apples to kumquats. <laughs> I'm sorry, apples to kumquats. <laughs> Uh, hey, let's go over a couple of stat nuggets while we're waiting for Jordan. Let's go over a couple of things from our friend Tyson Ewing, who's nice enough to reach out and uh, share some stats with us uh, here. PK, you ready to uh, you ready to get started? Hit me. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, career high, 45 points, of course, most points off the bench in Utah Jazz history. Uh, we were wrong. However, he did not break the record from Thurl Bailey at 41. PK, although Thurl did have a game at 41. He broke the record from John Drew, who had 42. So Clarkson had 45 tonight. John Drew with 42. Then Thurl. Clarkson had 41 and 40. So Clarkson on that list now three times. But how about that, John Drew? That's going back. Yeah, I remember that game. Really? No. <laughs> I was going to say. I remember the name John Drew, yeah. Of course. Uh, let's see here. Most 40-plus point be- uh, games in NBA history off the bench. Jordan Clarkson is second on this list at four. Lou Williams, number one, at five. And there are three others with three. So that's that's Again, cool. Lou Williams playing in today's game with the number of threes. Right. You would expect that. You'd expect those records to be held by players who are currently in the game because it's just dramatic the way we have seen this game transform. You go back and you look at some old box scores, Teams were only taking threes if it was a shot clock situation or they're literally down by three. Other than that, forget it. It was thought of as a bad shot where right now if you take too many twos, they take you out of the game and yell at you and scream, <laughs> what are you thinking, buddy? What a and world. So the, I mean, it's just changed so dramatically, which it's not necessarily for the worse. At, at, at worst, it's for the even. But you can argue it's also for the better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just different. It's just a different era, and the rules changing too kind of sped that along, I think. Yeah, and then players are working on it now, you yeah. know. So they're, you're expected to have that kind of range. So you're growing up knowing that that's what you need to do. So you have been able to hone that skill. You take a look at go look at Brook Lopez's stats, man. When he first broke in the league out of Stanford, he hardly ever shot it. And then when the three pointer became in vogue, all of a sudden he's putting them up left and right yeah. after playing several years and totaling uh, what he would get in about five games worth. Yep, and probably adds another, you know, what, five, six years onto his career as a result, too? Yes, because it is such an effective weapon, and that's why everybody knows a 10- to 15-point lead, really, uh, as far as unless it's three or four minutes to go in the game, is nothing. Uh, PK, this is Jordan Clarkson became just the 14th player to, uh, since bench points started being tracked in 75-76 to score 45 points off the bench. And uh, this was by far his most efficient game with at least 20 shot attempts. He shot 71.4% on 21 field goal attempts. His previous high was 65% on 20 attempts. Yeah, he may never have a game like this again considering the amount of shots that he takes. Amazing. Which is not that much. No, I mean, and the efficiency might be for the for the, the points that he's had. Yeah, yeah it's really no inc- incredible. All right, speaking of Jordan Clarkson, let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from the man himself. The early ones, you know, those first couple of uh, a little bit. It's probably my, the best my shots feel like all season. Uh, big part of it was just Mike. Uh, since I walked in today, he was just like, "Bro, you know what? I ain't seen you do all year this year. Get forty. 
And they just kept, and then I don't know, it just pinged in my head and shots started falling and uh, we were moving the ball, uh, making quick decisions, uh, spacing the floor. I think we did a good job of that. And then we got stops and got on transition. And, uh, you know, it just felt good to see the ball going like that, knowing that it ain't been going in uh, for me a lot this season, but, you know, I knew it was part of part of the season. Sometimes you have slumps. Sometimes you got seasons and starts like that where you're missing shots. So uh, I'm just trying to stick with it and uh, keep going. Don mentioned earlier in the year, he had 39, he was touched to 40. You know, did he say anything to you about you actually being the person pushing the city to get 40? Uh, no, nah, we didn't even, I didn't even, we didn't even think about that. But, uh, you know, we just all kind of celebrating the locker room, uh, being embraced by my, my teammates. Um, feels good. Did you know that you were approaching a career high? Were you guys like making a point for them to get the ball so you could get there? Oh, uh, no, I actually, <clears throat> I don't know. I think I had uh, my career high like a few times. And like, I don't know, we end up, the ball ended up coming to me um, that one play and I kind of was open and, you know, take the three and, you know, that's a career high. But uh, only time we ever was like really searching for it was, uh, the last play was like 38 seconds. Donovan was like, bro, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. And I'm just like, all right, I guess I'll just try to step back, get some space, and hit another three. Nothing. Stay in the course. Uh, you know, through 82 game season, through the bubble, through these last, like, whatever years, man, you know, it's, it's been you know, different, you know, it's been taxing on all of us, uh, but just staying the course, staying with my same routine, staying, uh, same rhythm, uh, same workouts, me and Watt, uh, same film sessions, still putting the grind and still working, you know, it never, that never falls for me. I keep, uh, I kind of keep a level, uh, level head and, you know, try to, try to make it, make the best of what happened. Even with that mentality, is it gratifying afterwards to see like 15 for 21 is an incredibly efficient high on a 45.9? Yeah, no, it feels good. Uh, definitely. Um, but that's just, you know, me staying the course. Like I said, um, not changing anything, not really thinking about stuff too much. Um, just coming in to work. You know, I'm there before practice, after practice. Uh, doing stuff at my house, uh, just trying to play the best basketball, uh, you know, when, when I can. And I feel like today was, um, you know, a, a little kind of relieving for me, you know, seeing shots go in. So uh felt really good. This last, or I guess, yeah, last year, you started off the season so well and kind of you used that momentum to, to kind of get good game after good game. Yeah. I guess you think that this can lead to a good game as well. Uh, I mean, if you look at the season of like the flow of last season, I started off hot and played like the last like, for like a few months in that uh, leading up to the playoffs. So um, for me, it was kind of just like figuring out, you know, playing your best basketball towards the end of the year. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all part of the process, part of the work. Um, like I said, it feels good. One play at the end, you, I think you had 45 at the time, and like they scored, and you kind of clapped and kind of disappointed, even though you guys were up and going to win the game, and you had 45 points. And I guess I'm curious, you think that's kind of an evolution in your uh, attitude towards the game in terms of, you know, would you have been disappointed on the, or worried about the defense then, having that bit of a game, you know, earlier on in your career when you were with the Lakers and my Browns? Yeah, I think uh, coaches over there tripping today. Not really, but he was just like super high energy today, man. It was just like match match my energy, and I'm like, all right, man. Like we are, <laughs> and we like hey, we trying to defend. We we trying to do like everything. He just wanted to bring that like uh, that toughness out of us. I feel like the guys that were on the floor, uh, I like to call them uh, Eric Pascal, Hassan Whiteside. You know them them dudes. They they get after it so. Um, you know, just just matching that energy with them and uh, going to get it and 
you know, like a win tonight is, is pretty big for us, especially after last night. We didn't want to drop a game like that. Uh, but, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's just toughness. Um, it was good for the whole team. Uh, I have whatever, 45, but you look down the line, we uh, we really – everybody was hooping. Like Don had in there almost 30. Boyan was killing, doing what he does. Hassan, when he had like 20 rebounds. And then Rudy came in, knocked some shots. Like Eric came in with energy, uh, Jared Butler. So if you go down the line, man, we've just played a great game tonight. And then we just kind of want to carry this energy over, keep it going uh, as it gets closer to time, you know, really locking in for this playoff, playoff run. Jordan Clarkson, 45 tonight on 15 of 21 shooting, 7 of 13. Loved that anecdote when he came into the building, PK, talked to Mike Conley, and Mike said, you know what you haven't done for a while, Jordan? Go for 40. So he just went out and did it. Yeah, I like that, you know, you can hardly ever tell if he's gone for 40 or almost like zero, not that he would go for zero. No, he's consistent. He always... Yeah, and I like how he just went back to work, you know. Remind me of Kyle Whittingham. We do the same thing every day. This is who we are. Monday, this is our routine, blah, blah, blah. And it never varies. And that's what he was emphasizing, you know, work with the film, with the shooting before and after at home, doing the things that he's supposed to do. And if you stick with that and you've got the routine and you got the pattern in the plan and you've had success before, it stands to reason that you'll have success again because you're good enough and you're doing what you're supposed to do and putting in the work that you need to put into to be successful. And that's what Jordan, to me, as I listened to him, I believe that's what he was basically saying in his own unique way of saying it. You know, he under, he underplays everything like that. The ultimate uh, man on the street interview. Are you going to be in the arena much this year? Yeah, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the way he is. Everything's a deadpan. Yep. He's he's great. He's got that good vibe, you know? Good vibe tribe. Sure. All right, back to the media room we go. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. It's great when you have a guy coming off the bench who can do that for you. And he played at his pace, didn't get sped up, you know, hit some incredible shots. But, you know, like that, that's JC. And, you know, I was we were all happy for him as you saw, but that's 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 what it's gonna be. There's gonna be nights where guys are tired or guys are, you know, fatigued. And he's been on he's been on a road, you know, and it's it's great to see. You know, the shots falling, the decision making, everything, it just looked great. And he competed defensively, uh, too, which is tough when you're going out there, you know, scoring at that rate continuously. Uh, but, you know, he was, he was doing his thing. There's a moment there where Lee goes down to five and it felt like a replay last night a little bit, right? What changed in was? I think, you know, I had those two turnovers, um, miscommunication on both. But, you know, not overreacting, like, okay, we made a mistake, let's just fix it. You know, it wasn't nothing, you know, to be like, oh, man, you can hear the crowd probably feeling that way. And that rightfully so. But, you know, for us, it was like, all right, how do we, you know, how do we fix it? We just execute, get a stop, and fine. And, you know, I think we all felt that way. We didn't feel nervous or rushed or pressured. You know, we we, we did what we were supposed to do. And, you know, like I said, JC came with some timely buckets in the fourth and, you know, Hassan down the stretch and everybody. We all did, I think, Boyan in transition for those threes. But, you know, when you get down to five, you're just responding, uh, not really – overthinking it or, or worrying about it, you know, and then we just build the lead back up. You feel like that's an evolution for this team? Yeah, I mean, like that's that's what it's going to take. You know, it's not always going to be, you know, we're up 10 and we go bleed or, or whatever. Like, how do you respond? You know, that's, that's pretty much how you're going to, you know, look at it, you know, and it, it'd be great if we didn't, but it's not the end. It's not, it's not how the NBA goes. You know, there's going to be nights like that and how do you respond from it to go from that, you know, and to have a night where Fox is having an incredible night as well. Basically, him and JC kind of cancel each other out. So now it's on the rest of us, you know, to kind of, you know, get to it and, and, and on both ends of the floor. And we did that and, you know, just continue to take care of the ball, communicate in a night where you could easily, you know, you don't have Mike, you don't have Rudy, um, don't have Trent, you know, it, it can definitely, you know, go the other way. But we locked in as a group, showed emotion, energy, and it was great. At what point did you know that it was going to be a big night for Clarkson? When he shot the three and put his hands down. Um, and it just went straight through. That's when I knew. Um, as a shooter, as a scorer, when you're shooting like that early, you kind of have a, a sense. Um, and it was like, typically, you know, it's tough when, you know, for a game like this, he probably played a little bit more than he was used to. And to come out, to come back in, and your first shot goes in, like that's a sign too. You know, when you just continuously hitting right shots at the right time and getting us back in, in, in the game and all that. But once he shot the ball and just put his hands down, like I think it was the first or second quarter, I was like, all right, you know, 
give him the ball. <laughs> when you guys, in the first quarter, when you guys are walking under on the air, yeah, I think you know. Like, what's the what's the when you when you hear when you hear under like you know typically you see guys you know you look at the guy while we're guarding the league it's like you know you're up on the ball you're pressuring you're fighting over screens fighting over screens when you hear the term under you know you don't want to get caught picked off so you drop a little bit more than you used to and they did a good job of rolling into our guys so it made it tough for guys to get closeouts and we got he got comfortable you know and you know he was on a roll early. Uh, but, you know, for us to to come out in that second quarter and hold him to two and then make the rest of the night tough for him, and he, he hit some he hit some shots. Like, you know, he's a, he's a really good player. And, you know, I think for for us, it was just how do we just make it tougher? You know, that's it. You know, shading them different ways. And sometimes you got to tip your hat too. But, you know, when it came down to it, we, we got stops and we did what we were supposed to do. The Suns be pretty productive when he catches the ball down low. How does that change your job as a it does. You know, you just kind of throw the ball. I know, you know some of it's going to come out of it. Um, you know, I think I had – we had one in San Antonio where we let him too far, you know, but, like, typically he's right there and he, he's able to catch the balls and, you know, do all those different things. So, you know, when he's down there, you know, does a little rip-through move and gets fouled and, and really put the ball in the bucket. So, you know, when you're throwing it, I throw fastballs down there and, he, you know, he's able to catch it and, and get to the rim. There you go, Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan was very good tonight, 25 points. He also had six assists, five rebounds, 11 of 22 shooting, one of six from three. Jazz win tonight, 134 uh, to 125 over the Sacramento Kings. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, and the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique store to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll get PK's final thoughts on this one coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Left side, Clarkson for three. Got it! Oh, my goodness! Jordan Clarkson is in another time, another place, and another zone. 6-3 for Jordan Clarkson. 24 points in the first half. That's your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com. Driven by you. Of course, Jordan Clarkson would go on to score 45 on the night. The Jazz beat the Kings 134 to 125. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, Patrick Kinahan sitting in tonight for uh, Coach Tim Lacombe. And what a night, PK. From Jordan Clarkson, it was just great. Yeah, setting the record, and he was just lighting it up. Is at home, which figures they're more comfortable in that environment. That's what's where they play the most, obviously. He's that capable of a player. And the Jazz needed this win, whether it was Clarkson with the scintillating night or whatever, whomever. They needed this win. You got the Bucks coming in, and then you got the Bulls, and then I think you'll close it out with the Clippers, and you go on a six-game road trip. Things are getting tight there. The Nuggets lost, so they picked up a game there. Two uh, places removed at sixth place, and so they needed this one, man, because this is not the time to go on any losing streak. I right. guess you can live with a loss here and there, but certainly not a losing streak because the game on Monday night is going to be very difficult. It's the Bucks. They got work tonight by the Warriors, so they're going to come in with an attitude. Yeah, there's no doubt in any time you're going up against Giannis. I mean, that guy is the unstoppable force for sure. For so sure, you're right. Yeah. Got to get these victories over Sacramento. Needed the one against San Antonio last night. Didn't get it. You know, lost. And uh, I'm with you. You lose uh, back-to-back games like that. That's uh, just going to compound and make it worse. Uh, we talked about Clarkson's 45. Uh, Bogdanovich had 26 as he continues to play well, coming back from that leg contusion. Uh, he did it on 7 of 16 shooting, 4 of 10 from 3. Donovan Mitchell with 25 on 11 of 22 shooting. And how about Hassan Whiteside getting the start tonight? Uh, Rudy didn't play. He had 12 points and 21 rebounds, 3 block shots, playing with uh, an absolute ton of energy. So uh, great game, really, for uh, most everybody who played tonight, PK. Yeah, I think Whiteside, a major contributor. And one other thing I wanted to bring up, I don't think we've touched on it in the post game. We talked about T.O. being in the house, Terrell Owens, and that's great. But the T.O. for the Jazz was a very important number. They only had nine, only nine turnovers. And you're playing a team that you're better than. 
The last thing you want is turnovers in the open court situation, which lead to easy buckets for the other guys. They already were scoring at a pretty good clip, speaking of the Kings. If you give them two or three extra baskets that are just layups because you've had crummy turnovers, that that is going to just compound the problem and make it that much more difficult. And the Jazz were excellent. You'll take a game in which you only have nine turnovers. Very good job of being careful with the ball and not being loose. And then more importantly, not allowing the Kings some easy buckets off of your turnovers. I think it's a great point, PK. And we've seen a lot of big turnover numbers lately. And uh, tonight they they did a nice job taking care of the ball. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell had three. But two of those were kind of back-to-back in the fourth quarter, kind of stumbles, uh, you know. So for the most part, he took care of the ball really well. But that was a team high. I mean, everybody else, it was just one-off turnovers. Clarkson had two, but he had the ball in his hand so much tonight. Everybody else who, who turned the ball over just had one. So kind of a team effort doing what you're talking about. Yeah, and if you're going to have Mitchell handling the ball as much as he does yep. and he's going to have only three, you're probably going to take that because not his assist to turnover ratio was excellent. Yep, not bad at all. All right, PK, give us a few final thoughts from you, buddy, before we turn the page on this one. Just rack it up, man. It was a tough little weekend with Friday night can being considered the weekend, and you had a nice bounce back. You did what you did. Now you did what you needed to do is what I want to say. And then tomorrow, here's what you do, man. You are horizontal the whole day. At least your feet are up the Rest. whole day. Sit and relax. If you want to watch some ball games that are on, I know there's always games on this time of year, uh, college games, and most of the American guys, if not all the guys, will be tuning in to see the NCAA tournament selection, seedings. That's always a fun day. But for your guys, all of you, coaches too, don't cut Quinn. Stay away from the basketball facility, man. Give yourself the day off. And just relax. Get ready for Monday. That's what I really want. I want these guys to come back. And it's hard to totally regroup, but it's also hard to totally get away from it. I understand that. But do it as best as you can so you're relaxed and rested and ready to go Monday. And it's going to be an exciting time in the arena when the champion Bucks are coming and Giannis is coming to town. And he's obviously really, really good. So it's set up. You have a good taste in your mouth. Forget about Friday. Go ahead and just regroup. You did that tonight. And just relax. Eat your favorite food. Have a hot dog, whatever it is that floats your boat. And away you go and come back to work on Monday. That's like the rest of us. That's what we do every week, right? (laughs) And now these guys, they get a day off. Take advantage of it, man. Yeah, lay up and uh, and watch uh, everybody dump it into the water on 17 at the, at the player. Oh, yeah, there you go. I yeah. don't know what the weather's going to be like, but it has been brutal. Uh, and if that's what they got today, uh, tomorrow, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I think it's really important, not just physically, but mentally, for these guys to relax and try to get away from it as much as they can. Yep, no doubt. All right, we want to say big thanks to everybody involved in the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone calling all the action. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to uh, Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And PK, thanks for filling in, buddy. In fact, you've you've, uh, been awesome all week long. Can't thank you enough. Well, if uh, Tim needs some more time off, we'll see if it continues. Push your clocks back. It's really important that you get the clock set, but you got to keep your alarm for 6 a.m. Monday morning. Got to be listening. Got to get my <laughs> DJ and PK fixed, buddy. You know I listen every morning. Yeah. All right. 134 to 125 is your final. Next up for the Utah Jazz, they take on the world champion Milwaukee Bucks in this building coming up on Monday night, 8 o'clock tip-off, 7 o'clock pregame, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.